Coffee Quad Time. now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Wow, and a very good morning to you. Hope you're doing well on this. Well, let's see, what day is it? April 14th, 2021. Lots happened in the last week, and we're here at the panel, and we're going to get you up to date and hopefully have some interesting conversation that you're going to enjoy. Uh, Jennifer, let's start with you. Anything going on in your life? Well, yesterday we uh, thankfully got our first shot, which was an experience. And otherwise, it's nice weather. I've had another big project that I finished Monday. And, of course, not as big as the last one, but take what we can get. You got to support me in the best way you can. Um, That's right. The the ride we took out, we were a little disappointed because our our transportation card hasn't come yet that we applied for here in Naples, but uh, it's called Cats or something like that. You'd think with Cats and my love of Cats that they would come, but it anyway, it's not got here yet. So we had to take the lift to the 
and I had a little bit of a discount, but it's almost 24 bucks just to get to the shot site one way. But when we got there, the experience was very, very positive. They were helpful from, A, the beginning, making sure we got in the right place, we got in the line, that they did our shots together, and they took us outside, and somebody watched until we could get home. So that was a, a good experience. I will have to give the people there a real, real shout out. So. But it was kind of disappointing because we signed up through the HOA and we thought it was going to be at the clubhouse. It was about 15 miles away at least. 20, I think. But but we got there, got it done, and we got the da, 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 Moderna. Moderna. Moderna shot instead of the Pfizer. But we didn't argue. We just wanted to get what we could get and glad to get it. So... Back home, the arms were a little sore last night, but um, and I was afraid to get it right away when I had my heart surgery, but I think we're long enough out from that now that I could go get that done. So we did. All right, let's go to Michael Loff in Evansville. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, you have my second Pfizer shot last Friday, and the pharmacy was really great. Like I said, the first time was confusing because they had never done it before, but they were very helpful. Again, the same issue. Uh, I know, I think last week, Julie asked about what should you set up, Uber or Lyft, and I right now say do both because there's a shortage of drivers because the demand went down during the pandemic, and now people are starting to travel again, but the drivers aren't there, so get both of those in place that was my biggest concern getting there and not being able to get back but um had to wait about 15 minutes each way but that went well but now i have a nice welt on my arm uh apparently i had an allergic reaction to the band-aid so don't leave the band-aid on too long but um yeah other than that um just kind of taking care of things here got a new i don't know something bill may be interested in we got a image backup software called casper and it claims now that you can restore in real time so we'll see if that works that'd be nice if your computer goes haywire that you can actually say all right just reboot and go back to a couple days ago when all was good so we'll see if that works uh what else there was a few other things but i've forgotten them but yeah that's what's going on here in evansville indiana mike oh. did you have any side effects from your backs from your vaccine no not at all second time not at all not at all i i was sick i had really a bad cold i got from my sister-in-law and she actually got full-blown pneumonia out of it uh but maybe that helped build up my antibodies or something but no not a problem there that's a very very good thing oh the other thing yesterday i walked half a mile so i think we're making our way back you know what they say bill i'll walk a mile for a camel but i guess you can't do that anymore huh no (laughs) i had to give those up in the operation no i am not a smoker so that wasn't a issue at all but anyway uh let's go to altoona pennsylvania well we're doing well for those of you who listened to the mix it up monday show we're supposed to get our round hot dogs today so you'll have to stay tuned next week and find out how they were oh well when they're talking about your microphone issues 
I've not heard one of them this morning, so... We didn't, we didn't hear any either. It was in, I think it probably must have been on their end because we listened back to the recording and we didn't hear anything, so it had to be on their end. Yeah, I think you're good there. So you're just kind of hanging out and doing the Pretty things much, you do? Pretty much it's going to be a chilly, well, not cold, but chilly, icky week. They're calling for possible snow flurries tomorrow night and... Hopefully it'll warm up. Our weather guy says we're in a pattern like this till the end of April. Good grief. I know. It's late, crazy. It? Well, not for here, really, but I'm ready for it to I warm started up. work on April 24th of uh, 1980 when I, when I got my job with the state, Jennifer, and we had snow like the day after, so it happens. It doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. Well, they said the flurries would be mostly while people were sleeping, and actually the low is upper 30, so it's not going to be any. If we get any, it's not going to amount to anything. Ah. Well, that's that's good. You guys are just hanging in there and whatever the case may be. All right, Jeff Bennett, the star Who's he? Of- I forgot who I am. Oh, never mind. Everything is good here. I, I also had the shot last Friday like Mike did. I got my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. And the, the, I did find two side effects. First of all, I was quite tired after the shot, which as I understand is quite normal. And I had a second, the, the, on the second morning, I know I had some chills and a very low-grade fever. And I know I had a swollen lymph gland on, on my left arm, but under my arm. But it's, it's, everything is fine because later on that afternoon, everything was fine. No problems. Went outside. Enjoyed the day. It was really okay, so I really can't complain. And, yes, we're having the same pattern of weather that Chris is in Altoona, Pennsylvania, but it's all good because summer's on the way. Let's, let's just get through April, May, and then let's get the summer here. That's all I'm waiting for. Let's get things on the road and get things going. All right, let's swing around to Minneapolis, Minnesota, or more precisely, what is it, Robbinsdale? Yep. Well, actually, around here, we might have to go through June before we get to summer. <laughs> <But> anyway, uh, actually, it's uh, it's quite cold here today. It's 30 degrees, hmm. and uh, we've been getting light snow, but it, it isn't staying around. So, um, But uh, you were talking about snowstorms in April. Uh, I remember... The day I moved into a house back in 1983, it was April 16th, and we got, I think it was 14 inches of snow, and that made for one of the most miserable moving experiences I've ever had. Um, But anyway, um, I'm doing pretty well, except, well, no, I'm not. (laughs) I I have this blood clot on my leg and the medication I'm on at least that's what they think is causing my balance problem and so I tripped yesterday when I was on my way into the doctors well the chiropractors and uh, fell and hurt my arm (laughs) because I caught myself with my hand and uh, anyway so now that's the worst part of my problems is my sore arm and it it really is 
annoying. You didn't break your arm, did you? No, and it hasn't swollen up or anything, but boy, it hurt. I don't think I broke it, at least. It, you'd know if you broke it. You, might, you wouldn't be able to move it properly. Yeah, well, I have trouble moving it like like I couldn't, if, if I were to raise my hand, I guess I could do it on Zoom, but I couldn't do it normally. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. No, so, well, you better make sure you didn't break it. Yeah. Well, so What's that know. song they named after uh, when it's springtime in Robins in Robbinsville, Minnesota, wherever you're from? Robins, it's 40 Robinsdale. Yeah. Robbinsdale, it's 40 below. 40 oh, no, below, never. yeah. Thank you, Johnny Horton. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I find myself not playing as many Johnny Horton songs as I used to. Um... So this song comes up in my playlist sometime called Johnny Reb and all of that stuff. And I find myself, hmm, I don't know if I want to play that these days. But when you got to thinking about Johnny Horton, I got to thinking about that. But I, when I think he sang the song, I don't think he meant it. You know. But hopefully we can get your arm feeling better, Tim. And... Uh, is this going to affect you doing your request today? I don't think so. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, there are times when it's like it gets a hitch where I just can't move it beyond a certain point. So, like, well, maybe it's a good thing in a way I, I have trouble loading the dishwasher. <laughs> I'm not going to tell Lori you said that. Well, you know, I had problems with my right arm after my surgery for whatever reason, if I was dependent. But I had a lot of pain in my right arm. And I don't know if I was using it in the wrong way, but that seems to have gotten better now. So, Are you off of your... What was it, 10 pounds maximum? Uh, I'll find that out when I go to the doctor. Um. I still don't. What is it I couldn't do as well? It's pulling things apart with my hands. Uh, that cell seems to hurt a little bit uh, on the chest. Like opening packages he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when that's. You pull the little seam apart. Or pulling the big slider door on the patio. I have to take both hands to do it. Uh, yeah. But I don't want to. Um, pull anything out of these incisions and and I don't know why the doctor did this but he built a special special thing in mind and of course I was so doped up by the time he asked me before the operation if it was okay and I agreed but some kind of metal thing that protects what he's done what was it, Jennifer? It puts the little titanium plates that they put on each side of the bone when they put before they wired it back together. So it's got the wire that they would normally use. Plus, it has these titanium plates hmm. to help give it more support as it heals. So why will they stay in it after the healing build? They're not going to take those out. No, so. no, no. They're not going to take them out. They'll oh my! You'll, you'll be take, you'll be flying and setting up all those metal detectors. Yeah. No, I think they're small enough. They're not that big. I wonder if there's they're a not microchip like plates like you think of plates. It's more like um, 
It doesn't matter the size of them, Jennifer. They probably would set them off, and that's why you, you might want to get a note from your doctor if you're flying to let them know. So, because it is. I don't think titanium usually does because it's not as heavy. Because my uh, nephew has titanium in his arm from when he broke it in a motorcycle accident, and he never has trouble flying. Well, maybe you're right. What, what, we, what are we going to say, Dave? I'm sorry. I said, I wonder if there's a microchip in there, babe. <laughs> Could be. <I'm> chip, <laughs> and we can play the no, song. No, that song. got put in yesterday when we got our shot, you know, because they microchip you when you put your, get your COVID shot, right? Oh, don't even start that rumor going, Jennifer. It's, <laughs> it's all over the place. Hey, yeah. maybe it'll serve as an FM antenna. Right? Can... <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I know, Bill, when, uh, when I had uh, well, it was a different kind of operation, not my heart, but um, they... Uh, they stapled the incision shut, and they actually gave me a bag with instructions and stuff like that. And in that bag was a staple remover that I had to bring when I was ready to have them removed. <laughs> oh, my. I, I But I never did understood why he did that extra step, that titanium yeah, because I, you Because he thought as a blind person you'd be using your your arms more using your cane and things like that, and it would help keep that bone still better while it heals. And because, you know, you're higher risk because of having diabetes and things like that, and they do it to people that maybe would heal slower for some reason than other people. Is there a lot of pain by the incision? or? Well... Not not any more than of usual. Some days it's worse than others, you know, but nothing I can't get through or do anything like that. So, you know, it's getting better and better and better, like I said. Okay, do we have some hands raised? Oh, we do. Um, we have Joe in Albuquerque and Bill in Chicago. So, Joe, can you unmute yourself, please? Okay, yeah, you're unmuted. Go ahead, Joe. Okay, thank you very much. Here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, night's 48 degrees, wind whipping around 19 miles per hour, clear skies, cloudy skies up to 75. And one week ago today, we got the great big $1,400. And so far, I've spent $146 from Speak to Me, uh, two atomic watches, and one of those little micro recorders, which actually works so nice. So, And I'm getting my first shot. Ellen's getting her first shot on, on Saturday. We can't because of our ages. They won't. They won't let our get our shots together. I got my first one, and I'm fighting to get an appointment for the second one. But we'll get it. Very good. And we're going to be talking about that topic in just a little bit, too. All right. Thank you, Joe. Uh, who's next, Jeff? Next is Bill. Can you unmute yourself out there in the wilds of the windy city of Chicago, Illinois? Yeah, I'm here. It's about 37 degrees here. Yeah, it's supposed to rain this afternoon. We were nice over the weekend down in Indiana. Uh, but I was going to say, yeah, Bill, they put those the titanium on your uh, sternum there to hold, help hold it together so you don't pull it. Like, for example, if you realize when you pull a package apart, you don't only use the tricep muscles, you use your pec muscles also when you're pulling a bag apart or like sliding that door. So that's why it's bothering you right now. I'll take it through with both hands. You want to watch, you don't strain too hard. Like I said, I didn't know they put titanium in there for you, so it gives you a better chance to hold it together and heal. 
because if they didn't put that in, you could have separated the bone for some reason. And then they might not heal back, and they have to go back in and do the titanium place later. And you may get caught in metal detection. You may not. It depends on how sensitive they got their system set, I think, because I know people that can go through without it. People go through with it. And nothing else really except I got a little humor thing for get this morning started, if you don't mind. There was this little boy asked his mother, Mommy, where does babies come from? And she says, dust. He says, well, what happens when we die? Where do we go? She said, dust. Little kid says, well, Mommy, we got somebody coming or going under my bed. <laughs> Very good, Bill. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. That's pretty good, Bill. We're pretty good. Okay. All right. All right, Jeff, any other hands? We have, yes, we have, uh, as I call it, GGB, otherwise known as Gail Gruber-Benson. Go ahead, Gail. Unmute yourself, please. Go ahead. You're there. Go ahead, Bill. Gail. I am so glad to be back home and out of the hospital, and a lot's been happening with me. A lot's been happening with me. I had to have... Well, there's something about my platelets, and I still don't understand the whole thing. And it's good to be home and be able to do what I want to do and need to do and stuff like that. It's just, but you know, everything everything's going well. But I was I'm on a new, another medication for this for the platelets, and it's an expensive drug. Why some of these drugs are so expensive? God only knows. But as long as it's keeping me out of the hospital and out of the, you know, out of the mess, then I'm going to be okay. But like I said, it's just great to be back with everyone again after everything. And Wendy is still working out well, and we're, we're doing quite well here. She comes so very early, doesn't she? Six o'clock in the morning. She does, to help me with my shower and to set up my pills and stuff like that she really and then she has other places all day that she's she has other things she's doing and then if i need her for anything i just email her and then she'll she'll help me with whatever i need help does, with but does she very, come very, on the weekends too or weekends also same time about same time on weekends so you become an early riser well i've always been an early riser but this kind of you know it's a good reason to do so now yeah well that's good that you've got somebody good and thank, she's really sweet yeah thank you Gail. and i'm glad that you're back and it's good to say hi to everyone again after everything you know it's you sounding great bill well those twin spins are coming back soon good yep. good all right but you just take care of yourself don't rush yourself just I take won't. care of yourself i promise Okay. All right. Thank you, Gail. All right. Uh, we have Alan Ramos in a wonderful Ontario, California, and Jerry in Indiana, Pennsylvania will be next. Go ahead, Alan. I'd like to say hello to the panel, and Walter and I finished our second shot. And it's 52 degrees here in Ontario. You say you and Walter are getting your second shot? No, we finished it. Oh, good. We got our shot on the 8th of this month. So you're done. We're done, yeah. Your history, that's it. Yeah. Did you guys suffer any side effects, either you uh, or Walter? As far as I know, neither one of us suffered too much side effects. Um, I feel a bit tired, but other than that, with a sore arm, that's it. You know. 
Yeah. Well, you're ready to go, and you're you're ready to go. We have to congratulate you, so we give you a salute, you and Walter. Getting it oh, done. Thank you very much. Um, we're just uh, glad to be able to talk uh, to you and uh, hoping that you recover soon, you know. Yeah, we'll be back, and we're going strong, so we're 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 feeling good and getting better and better and better. And thank you, Alan. Uh, anyone else, Jeff, before we get into our topic? Right now, we've got uh, Jerry in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Okay, Jerry, go ahead. Okay, good morning, everybody. It's 50 degrees there in Indiana. <clears throat> Going up to about 74, might get a little rain. Happy to say I got both of my shots. Uh, uh, I got my last one on the ace as well. And Judy's got hers, and uh, we're just uh, ready to get back to normal as soon as possible. Well, it may take a little while, Jerry, but we keep hanging in there and hoping it gets better every day. Okay. All right. Um, This brings up an interesting topic, and we discussed this earlier today, and and we'll go through the panel. Well, we'll get. Let's get Beth before we get started. All right, go ahead, Beth. Uh, unmute yourself, please. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm unmuted now. Yes, you are. Oh, good. I just, I, I was trying to do a little bit ago, but unfortunately, I had my hands full. Um, I wanted to let you know something really interesting around here at my building where um, every month now we we started something called universal yums and i'm really excited about that because we get an we, we get food ordered from different countries each from a different country each month last month it was germany and there was a little bit of history uh, on the country as well and i don't know what it's going to be today but i'm all excited about it though because something like this would definitely be i feel like it would be very interesting oh yeah uh, get a lot of diversity and you yeah. have something to look forward to that's a great thing mm-hmm. that's a great thing you'll have to come back next week and tell us where you, they picked out today for you i definitely want to do that because yeah. I'm so interested in all of this. Because we'd like to know. Sure. Oh, that'll be fun to, to try different things like that. Mm-hmm. Very, very good, Beth. So be sure to call or call back in next week and let us know. If you I can. will do that for sure. <laughs> well, thank you and take care. You too. All right. Let's get our topic started. One of our panel members, we started this discussion. If shots cannot be mandatory, um, we've all pretty much started the shot process or completing or whatever. Should people be penalized for not taking the shot or should there be incentives? What what is your feeling as a panel? And we'll start with you, Jeff, and then Mike. I'm kind of divided on this, Bill, because I, well, while on the other hand, on one hand, I think everyone should be required to take the vaccination. But on the other hand, there are personal freedoms here that I think have to be recognized. And so it, I, I really don't know that I have an opinion on that because 
I know that if I if I, if I felt differently, I, I I just don't know, Bill. I I think it, it I think it it stamps on individual rights, but there are arguments that say, but what about my rights? I'd be healthy because if you don't have the vaccination, and you give the virus to other people. That's a problem. So right. I, I think it's a very complicated issue. Well, for example, when your children enter school, they have to have so many different types of shots. What's the difference? That well, and really, there really is no difference. But maybe Mike has an opinion on that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, that's interesting because I think it is going to be required uh, for children going back to school this fall, especially since they claim there's a 0% infection rate. So that would be one of my biggest things is right gatherings, large gatherings of people, right, like venues, concerts, and things of that sort, you know. Yeah, can I mandate that that you have a <clears throat> that you have a shot and uh, you know before you come in and can sit side by side and people directly behind and in front of you and utilize all fifty thousand seats of this uh, baseball stadium? Huh. I don't know. You know, it's not something I've I've given a lot of thought to, but I could certainly see the need for that, but. Certainly, if you don't know, Bill and Jennifer and anyone, hold on to that card because that could definitely be your ticket to, you know, be either included or excluded from certain things. So I would definitely hold on to that. Some were saying laminate it and others saying don't laminate it because they may you may add booster shots or something in the future. So I'm like, well, how am I going to well, protect this thing? It's a little big for my billfold, but so I've heard. I've heard not to laminate it because it can destroy some coating that's on there. Yes. And the other thing I would do also, and I, I would get a photograph of that card and definitely put that photograph on your, on your iPhone or your Android device so that, it, that, 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 that is considered acceptable. And, uh, you know, in, your, in Europe, Tim, Mike, and the rest of the panel, they may be coming out with these things called vaccine passports that, that, will, uh, that you may have to get. And the Biden administration has said that they don't want to deal with that, but they're going to let individual states and stuff handle that kind of thing. But we don't really know what's going to happen. But New York State has a thing called the Excelsior Passport for people who have been vaccinated. I'm not sure if it's fully implemented quite yet, but uh, but that's what they're, what they're doing here in New York State. So it's going to be interesting. Jennifer? Well, I think that the there has to be some kind of, I mean, I think it should be a benefit to have the vaccine because if you're going to go with large groups, and I know already the um, some of the baseball teams are giving you credit, like you can get oh, $10 tickets if you go to a Reds game and show your vaccine card. So I think there are places are going to make it something that you'll want to do. So that is some incentive. Chris and Dave, do you want to weigh in on this topic? I think that I have no problem at all with it being required. I understand the other point of view. I just don't think it's... Um, helpful to the rest of us and I think unless you have a really good reason not to that it would be nice if people would just do it for the good of everybody but some people won't but you know Chris you and I both have a friend who doesn't believe that the virus exists and oh we I, have well I know a 
number of few people like that, and I know good and well it does, because as we've talked before, we know people who've died from it. So I always know. wonder how many people would have gotten it that aren't going to get it if it had been a requirement to get your stimulus check. Well, that's a good yeah. point. Uh, yeah, that, that you know, might have Tim, made some difference. Uh, I, I thought maybe at one time I was joking, and I thought, well, that's what they ought to do for all these people, and especially people that are getting it that, that don't, that haven't done anything before. That ought to be a requirement. You get your shot, you get your stimulus check. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Well, we kind of said that, you know, about several <laughs> well, things like that. You don't get some benefits if you don't get, I unless you the, have a good health reason. What about, what about if they say you don't get your tax refund if you don't get your vaccination? Uh-huh. No, that would be <laughs> a different animal there. But I think one of the big incentives that's motivating people is, is the social pressure. Because I remember this didn't sway me in and of itself. I think the big thing that really changed my view is I start researching and looking back in the 50s, and of course when I was born in 61, where most, like all the top 10 killers of Americans were all infectious diseases, and they were getting shots and sugar cubes and all kinds of stuff too. Polio, that was the big right, thing polio, back then. sugar cubes. But I think just the social pressure, because I remember about a month ago, my friends called, hey, we're going to get together either Memorial Day or 4th of July. Did you get your shots yet? You know, so I think that's going to be something that people, you know, are going to start thinking twice about. And again, there's a, there's a split certainly among age demographics. I think under and over forty, but I do believe that there'll be kind of a social pressure for a lot of people, unless they're just really vehemently against it. I mean, I don't know. It's well. Can I ask you a question? The Johnson Mike? and Johnson being temporarily banned right now when. Six out of seven million people, that's less than one in a million, you know. But that just shows you how, that should demonstrate to people how careful they're being and how seriously they take any issue. That is true, that that should. But you know, Mike, this asks another question, because everyone says we want to get back to normal. I don't think we'll ever get back to normal. I think, yeah, we will get to a a point of some sort of normality, but it won't be like it was before the virus. What do you think about that? Well, I I was thinking about this a lot because a lot of people are ready to start getting their conventions in order and stuff. And I think at least the first year, maybe even the second year, that just because people can, I don't know that they will. People have gotten used to living differently and going out on a more as-needed basis as opposed to just going out for, for leisure. So it's something that will take time for people to gravitate. Some, you know, may have just become more introverted as a as a consequence of that now if we don't get that herd immunity right 75 80 percent then you're probably right jeff that will probably always be there this will be a new uh problem just as we've had diseases before they've come and gone you know so well you're starting to hear a lot of things on the news now about people in their they're having all kinds of mental issues because they're going back to work now and going back into the office and being with all the people and after being nice working from home well i well, the idea of people working full-time at home is 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 a thing of the past there, there will be companies who will require it jennifer but the idea is and i think that that i've seen this 
a lot of companies are saying, okay, you will have to go into the office because they find that people are more productive when they interact with other people. Uh, but there will be a hybrid approach. You might work two days a week in the office and three days a week at home or vice versa. But that's what the new, that's what the new model might become forever. I, I mean, I have no idea. I know th- that even when my son was down when I was having the surgery, you know, he's not been a big believer in wearing the mask, but he most certainly is now. He kept a mask in the car with him or in his pocket at all times because he knows when he goes to a store that he needs to wear a mask. And he said, I don't want to get the other things or pass it along to my kids or whatever the case may be. And we ran into a guy of Mexican descent down here and he goes, I'll wear two masks. He says, I don't want that virus. You know, and those folks were working hard every single day. And I think Mike's right in that social pressure these people are pressuring them into doing some things that maybe they weren't comfortable with, but they're they're doing it anyway because they want to, they've got children of their own. They want to protect their children. Um, you know, they want it to be safe. But then again, I've got a couple nephews who believe so strongly in not in taking the shot and whatever and they're willing to give up their jobs of 25 to 30 years to not take the shot because they don't want the government uh, intervening on their life so they're willing to give up their careers and all their benefits and everything. Do you think they really would if it came down to it? I don't know. I mean, because lots of times people say, oh, I'm going to quit or, oh, I'm going to. And when it comes right down to it, they. I mean, I don't know. I know these are the kind of people that have a little place in the country and they're socking away food. They built a shelter. They're the whole nine yards. Survivalists. Yeah. How old are they? Are they young? Well, anybody's younger than I am. But, um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I they're, mean, they're in their 40s. The, the biggest thing is the, is the 20, 30, the 20, the 30-somethings, because they believe that they, they're immune from everything. They're not going to get anything. And, 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 and you think we're learning, we're learning that uh, that's, that's not necessarily true these days. So uh, that's the big problem. And my sister was talking about all the young people she talks to. They don't want to get the shot. They don't want to do this. They, they feel they're invincible. Well, that, that's not true. A lot of people just simply object to being told what to do. Well, I, I object to be told what to do. Every time I come to your house, you keep telling me i got to wash the dishes, Chris. I don't want to do that either. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding, the, Chris. The thing is, if some of these people were told, don't walk out in front of a SUV, they'd want to go do it. Right. Yeah. Well, so... You know, I don't know that we're going to solve the problem, and these are clearly just our opinions. You know, this is the way we see it. But fortunately, I believe some people think that if they hold out, enough other people will that they won't have to. And I think 
you know, when you see these spikes again, like in Michigan and other places, then, you know, maybe they realize, okay, maybe I do have to step up. But, but you see where that got us when we thought we had measles eradicated. Well, yeah, that's, that's on the comeback wonder, again. Like, like branches of the government, you know, like they say something I saw on the news the other day said that there's lots of Marines that are refusing to get it. Couldn't the, like the Marine Corps make them do it or just discharge them if they didn't do it? Well, it's like a two-edged sword here, um, Jennifer, because we need people who, who can join the military. And if they, if, if they discharge people and they don't get people coming back in or coming in to replace them, then we have a problem. So it's a double-edged sword here. Well, it, it's a hard one. However, well, there's a lot of people in the medical industry that don't want to take it. So, you know, but, they're, they're in the front lines, and there's people not wanting to take it. You know, you've got people, but I guarantee you the doctor's office I went to, you better get your shot because that doctor is just going to come down on them, and there will be some problems. So... Let's see. I guess we got to raise. We do have another hand raised from Bill in Chicago. Bill, do you want to unmute yourself? Yeah, I think. I don't know if it's. I don't think it can make a mandatory. But of course, you stop and think. All the shots you got to take for school is mandatory. And I know, up Chicago here has got an upsurge of the virus, and all between the age of twenty and forty. Because our numbers went from 2.2, or not 4.7, and you know the percentage, however they figure that out, and most of them are in the hospital between 20 and 40 years of age, and they they contributed to St. Patrick's Day uh, around that time because, especially on the north side, all the uh, young people went out and to the bars and had parties and all that stuff. Now they're all coming down with the virus, but my opinion is. It should be a mandatory, but they made polio a mandatory. It took 29 years to eradicate polio, and I don't know if it's totally eradicated, but they call it that. And like measles is a mandatory shot, but people are stopping doing it. Some were due, due to religion and everything. Well, the measles are on the uptake again. But I do admit that if the uh, people don't like the government tell them what to do, then people should should be mad at their parents because they had to get you all those shots to get in the school, and the government mandates that. So, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense to me, these people that say, well, I don't want the government to tell me what to do. Well, your parents had to do it when you went to school, so you're, you were still mandated, so they could have put a chip in you back then. Of course, they went chips around, but whether well, it works for some people. Not at my age, we didn't have chips back then, but, but this thing about a chip in the, in the thing is crazy. I mean, that's... That's ridiculous. They can't put a chip in you. Sure. They sure made opinion, my arm sore. That's all I'm going to say. I yeah, think boy, I, I need my, that. Well, the only thing I had, I got both my shots already. And the only thing I had was the second one. I, I cont- contributed to the, to the uh, woman that gave me the shot. She, um, she, I just say that's what made my arm sore. But it wasn't sore where I couldn't move it. And also, real quick, I forgot to mention a while ago, Tim. If your arm doesn't get any better, I don't know if it's in, your, in the forearm it hurts or it's in the elbow, but if it keeps up for another two, three days, I'd go get it x-rayed because you could have fallen and have a hairline fracture. 
and a hairline fracture is just as bad as a regular fracture. Yeah, it could so, be anything. I, mean, I, yeah. I would still go get a check. If it didn't get better by the weekend, I'd go have it x-rayed yeah. because you could yeah. do a hairline fracture and not know. Because I did that to my ankle. I tripped on the step and went down, and I felt my ankle go crunch. And I said, oh, it's not bad. It's just a bad sprain. Well, I had a doctor's appointment the next day, and the doctor said, why are you limping? I saw I sprained my ankle. He said, well, let's just have it x-rayed. X-rayed, it was broken. I, I didn't feel it. But he said, you know, just it was swollen. But he said it was just. So yeah, was I went practice. to Northwestern Hospital up there when I was working for. They said I had a hairline fracture, and I had to wear a boot. Had to buy this boot. Cost me twelve hundred dollars. Got home, there was no fracture at all. It was gout. Oh well, so, I knew mine was a fracture. Mine wasn't in the. Mine wasn't in the foot, it was in the ankle. But yeah. Was, yeah. But. <laughs> and they say gout is the rich man's disease, Bill. Yeah. yeah. So that's what they say. You drink too much wine, that's what it is. You know, too much, that's what it is. Too much well, uric acid, right? That's, that's what causes Right. Gout. I think we've got another call. Thanks, Bill. We have a few hands raised here. Okay. I'm going to get to the one. Uh, Alan, I'll get to you in a second, but Julie hasn't had a turn. I'm going to get to you. Julie McCullough, can you unmute yourself, please? And then we'll get back to Alan Ramos. Uh, go ahead, Julie. Well... I, I know of a woman who is uh, is an ombudsman for nursing homes, and she didn't want to get the shot, and um, but they have told her she can't go into the nursing homes if she doesn't because she may go into more than one nursing home a day. So, uh, so, but she has lots of allergies, so she was concerned because of reactions that she had years ago but I know a woman who has lots of allergies who said you know but I'm gonna I have I'm gonna have the shot because they have people right there to take care of that if you have an allergic reaction so she went ahead and did it and got along fine and as for your other friend Julie if she is not going to get it done, then she probably needs, she won't be able to go from point A nursing home to point B to point C because she could be risking patients or herself. Or That's right. So I think maybe she's decided because I think the higher ups have told her she can't come back. And I think she's decided she wants to go back enough that she'll, she maybe is going to do it. But, you know, and when we talk about the greater good, I have a friend who is uneasy about anything that's for the greater good because that's what they said in, in countries that became communist or dictatorial. So um, he's uneasy about anything that's for the greater good. And a lot of people are, you know, it's that it hasn't been tested long enough to, to really be safe. And... So some people just want to wait a year and see how people actually get along with it uh, before they decide to get it. I think that's waiting too long, personally, myself, because every day that you put yourself at risk. Well, the trials have actually been going on for quite a bit longer than, say, December or January, so the trials have been going on for a while. But that's not what people are seeing. They're seeing all this stuff that says other things. 
Right. Well, they can see anything they want, but unfortunately, this is going to take all of us working together to get this problem solved. I don't think, you know, it's going to take you in Kansas and everybody all over the country. Unfortunately, whether you've got a million dollars in the bank or two cents, you know, this strikes us all. And the army, now, now the army did used to require the flu shots. And this one guy got flu shots every year and, and his reaction to the shot was the flu. And so that's another reason he doesn't want to get. So apparently the military can require them. I think it's going to get a lot worse, Julie. I think uh, what happens if I, if I own an apartment building and I and I rent to you and I, and and it's time to renew your lease and you and if you didn't get the vaccine, do I have the right to say I'm sorry? You're not going to be your lease won't be renewed. It's going to come to that at some point in this country. It's going to be and it's going to be sooner than later when when we see things like this happening. Because we thought this would be over in a few months last year, and it's right. not. You know, it's not as much over as it was last. So it's not going away. When the no, weather it's gets not. when the weather gets warm, it still goes. And yep. we've tried to come back to normal for almost a year and whatever now. And it's still not coming back to normal. The blindness conventions two years in a row. They have to do them virtually. We've yep. got agencies. We've got things that are not the same. No, they're not the same, and and uh, you know, and then and and people, they're timing for opening up their businesses. And I realize we've got an economy to keep going, but you know that was not wise for people to start opening up their businesses. There had been spring break a week or two before, and then there was Easter, where they knew everybody was going to get together. They should have waited till at least two weeks after Easter before getting all excited about opening things up. They just have poor timing when they make some of their decisions. They're so anxious. Well, again, Julie, it's like the double-edged sword, because like here in Albany, New York, downtown Albany is dying right now because of this virus, and if they don't open things up, there will be no downtown Albany. All the, all the restaurants that I used to go to in downtown Albany are out of business, and, and many of them will never return again. So, I mean, that, that, that's an issue, and it's a very big issue for a lot of American cities. Oh, yeah, it is. And as some of them are creative and have, you know, do takeout kinds of things and do things that keep them going. Um, but those take a lot of adaptation, too. But it's like I said, social pressure. I don't know. Now, I know in Indiana, since we've left, they've lifted the restriction. You don't have to wear a mask when you go out in public, and they only make it an advisory. And some counties have kept the mask mandate going. But I noticed yesterday I went, after we got back from a shot, I walked over to the clubhouse. We had a men's little luncheon where they get together and have a speaker and whatever but in order to go into that meeting you were required they didn't pay attention to the state mandate you were required to wear a mask when you were not eating it was just a requirement and you did it or you couldn't come in Yep. it's as simple as that 
Yeah. So you learn that these are the rules that you have to go by. And if you don't, well, then you you can have your own beliefs, but you'll be on the sideline. Some places around here that are requiring double masks. Oh, they are? I think kind of strange, but... I won't do that. Well, at least you're requiring some mask in Indiana. You don't have to. Yeah. They've, they've lifted that mandate, and you do not have to. Yeah, they lifted it on April 6th, and I'm told uh, a lot of people, I don't know numbers because obviously I can't see the look around, but I'm told many people are relaxing and not doing it because it's not mandated. So, yeah. I've noticed um, that there was an article that uh, the Center for Disease Control is still recommending masks, but the World Health Organization is not. So it's kind of... It's going to be interesting. Well, they need to get their act together. We'll get a couple hands before the top of the hour. Then we're going to switch the topic. Dave and Chris, we're going to be asking Dave and Chris and tapping into their vast knowledge. We have hands raised from Alan. Go ahead, Alan Ramos again, out in wonderful Ontario, California. Oh, yes. It's a very difficult subject because even when you travel, you may be required to have your vaccination if you go to another country. Other countries are requiring that job. So I think it's You know, and I know California, you guys just started opening up. Yes, we are, and we are still having some uh, areas that still hasn't surged yet. It's still in the orange tier. Right. So you just have to be careful. Yes. Be careful. And so when you go out, you and uh, Walter go out, do you wear a mask? We wear a mask, Walter and I. We can't even get on an exit van without it. No. We, we can't hear it all. Well, if you go outside uh, today, uh, Alan, I want you to buy me a dozen donuts from Winchell's. Can you do oh, that? Oh, yeah, right. Right, and, and you cannot get in a lift ride without yes. wearing a mask either, by the way. You don't wear a mask, you don't go. Even the sites that we went to where we got our shots with a drive-through, you have to have a mask on. Yeah. So they can give you your shots, you know, so... Yeah, ours was that way, too. Yeah. Yeah, you have to wear a mask, but in Indiana, you don't have to. Now, I don't but know. I'm wondering, Bill, has the state going to see a surge because of the not wearing mask? Michigan already has. Yes. And Indiana, I think their numbers are going up. Okay. But businesses can still mandate it. But yeah. businesses can still mandate it. Yeah. But you've got some businesses that don't care. You know, the yeah. whatever, don't care. So, I think gen- one thing, L.A., uh, one uh, place in Canada, they mm-hmm. put a fence around it, a church. Uh, yeah. Because they didn't uh, comply with the mandates. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't. Well, will also you. be interested. I know beginning Easter, a lot of churches begin services again, so I'd be curious to see if that's... Right. Well, maybe if they socially distance and do whatever they got to do. Yeah, they don't do communion, I think, so if they got a system that will work. Mike, you do a lot of traveling, just quickly. I haven't had a problem, but I know that there are a few blind people who have said to me, well, I wear the mask, and it does give me a problem with face with the... Uh, 
distance recognition because uh, you know when it covers part of your face and the stuff like that, it does affect the the, the perception that of direction. I haven't had that problem. Have you run into that problem wearing the mask? I do a little bit, yeah. Like in front of me, I mean, it, it's not a stopper, but yet it does impair because sound reflects off that, and you don't realize how much you depend on that sound. So, like, there might be something directly in front of me that I have to be a little bit closer to pick up. Like if I'm in the bank and they got those little displays, right, where they're promoting something, and my cane will probably hit it before I know it's there, whereas before I would have heard it. So it, it does impair it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I think we all have that issue. I've flown three or four times since we've started wearing masks, and it's a little harder to travel, but you just kind of compensate for it. Well, The I only see- thing I can say is that wearing a mask sometimes, it makes it harder to understand, for me anyway, it makes it harder to understand people that have masks on because they fit tight enough across your lips, I guess, that you don't move your your mouth the same way or you're not able to enunciate. Yep. Yeah, that happens. I know. I was in a Lions Club meeting and I had my man. The one lady goes, take that mask off. I can't understand you. Don't wear no mask. I did anyway. But I see we're at the top of the hour. This is probably a, a, to tell you, listening to the Worldwide Legend. And we are the Coffee Club. And in the second hour, we'd like to change up when we can and talk about a few different things. And Chris and Dave, are, their, their demos have kind of been on a little slack pause for a week or two. They'll be back. But... Chris and Dave, whenever it comes to cooking, house repairs, any of those types of things, they're just flat-out experts at it. Cleaning up a cat, you know. Uh, Those types of things. So I'm just going to ask you just a few questions and see what you think. Now, we both had our coffee coffee pots Keurigs go out about the same time, and we've only had them a few months. Um, they sent us a new one. Well, we haven't got it yet, but and I don't know if you've gotten yours yet. We have. But you have. Okay. So, but Dave took it to the next step. Dave, tell me what you did to fix your problem and what caused you to call Keurig in the first place? Well, we called Keurig because what was happening, you would put a K-cup in and make sure your thing had water in it, the reservoir, and you might get an ounce or so of water and that was it. So, if you know, you might might have gotten an ounce of coffee in there. <laughs> That'd be awful strong. Anyway, anyway so we called we went through all the different steps. You know, we made sure that the the, the descaling was done, and and um, we checked the the needles that you're supposed to check. You know, to make sure they're not plugged up. We did all that kind of stuff. Our clue, one clue, was that you could pick it up and put it back down on the tank, and it would sort of clear up for a few cups. 
So anyway, they we we called uh, Keurig and and they went through all the steps and we t- sh- told them everything we did and they had us do the same thing again, but they could hear our Keurig on the phone, and they could tell there wasn't the water wasn't coming out correctly. So they they <clears throat> sent us a new one, but in the meantime, we had to have coffee. So I decided to see if I could figure out how to fix it. So I have a, um, it's a little handheld electric, uh, it's like a little air compressor. There's a demo on that somewhere. Yeah, somewhere back in the archives. And um, it's, it ha- one of the attachments is a little, it's a little bit bigger than a regular straw. So what I did, I turned the Keurig tank upside down. And I made sure there wasn't, obviously made sure there wasn't any water in it. <laughs> and then I took this air compressor and put it into, there's a, on the bottom of the Keurig tanks, there's a little valve in there. And if you stick your fingers in the hole where the valve is, you can press that valve open or closed. So when you press it, it opens. When you let go of it, it closes. So I took the, the, um, straw type attachment and put it on my compressor and put it into the hole where that valve is in the bottom of the tank and blew it out you know put air through it forced air through it so then on the machine itself where where you set the reservoir there's another there's a, a like a little round opening to ma- that kind of matches the valve that's on your tank and there's a valve in there. And so I did the same thing with the you know with the um, with the with the straw type attachment. Put that into the uh, where the valve is and make sure that when I put the straw in there it was pressing in on the valve so that it was open. And I waited, and pretty soon air started coming out of where my um, where those needles are up above. You know where you put your coffee in, and up above you got those little there's little needles like up there, and the air started coming out of the needles. And then I I knew that when I put the water tank back on, it was and filled it up. It was going to work, and it did. So well, it's now working. you have a Keurig and a spare one. Yeah. You've got a spare one now. Keurig for the price of none. I mean, uh, yeah, kind of. For the price of but. But, you know, sometimes, you know, when... That's another subject, but sometimes, you know, when you're here by your... When we're here by ourselves, there's nobody around to see if there's... They come up with any ideas, so you have to think and try to and it's inconvenient to uber to bed bath and beyond we could have done that but that's a bit inconvenient well look but but the word here dave is necessity is the mother of invention and what you did is just that yeah that's about it you know we wanted that we both wanted that coffee gotta have that coffee so yeah um, i was trying to make a cup of hot tea when it happened and that was um Rather irritating. Now it's been working perfectly ever since. Yeah. And if it acts up again, you'll do it again. Now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, 
What was the total cost on this compressor, which you can use over and over again? Well, I had bought this compressor. Well, there's two things to know. You can buy canned air, but it's kind of expensive. You know, for a can of air, it's probably, what, about... Oh, it's probably seven, eight dollars, maybe. Right. And you only get about half use of it because as you use up the air, the pressure gets less and less. Right. This was probably about fifty dollars or thereabouts. I think it was like fifty-nine dollars. Now for the, the compressor, and I have I've had it now for oh several years. It it works good for a lot of things. You know, like if you have a volume control on your radio that's staticky or something like that. You can take your little compressor and put it in there, and it'll force any of the dust that's in there out of there. So there's a lot of would uh, canned air have done the same thing, Dave? What's that? Would canned air have done the same thing? Uh, It would be a little hard to get a can in there. That that's a problem. And Uh, it is not going to blow as strong for as long. Right. So it but will. Amazon has these little compressors that you can buy, and I was talking to somebody here a couple of days ago, and I uh, he needed needed something to work work on his water faucet, and I told him about the. Uh, he he couldn't find the one we bought. Ours is CompuClean is the brand, but he found one very very similar. Yeah, that does the same thing. And it worked for him. He's already gotten it and used it. Yeah, it solved his problem, didn't it? Yeah. So that's just one of the things that you can do to make something work that that might not work. So we're going to keep ours, and I'll try to get one of those. If it doesn't work for me, I'll send it to Dave, and he'll fix it up, and then we'll be back in business. You know, and have a second coffee pot ready to go. Careful, Dave. You'll end up with a ton of uh, curiosity. <laughs> well, that's okay. It's better than a smoking radio, right, Dave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's just one of the ways. Now, Michael, if you're still here, you talked about a piece of software yesterday called Casper. Yeah, I just got a new version of it, and it's... I'm real adamant about, well, when you're in business, but anyone, you have to, it's not a question of if, but when. some point, your computer's going to fail. The the data gets corrupted or, you know, I lost a whole computer earlier this year. Uh, You know, so so eventually you're going to need to restore your data. I mean, the data is what you want to keep. So having a system to back that up is very important. So... I use something called Casper that lets me roll back to a previous date and time, and it, the computer is exactly as it was at that time. Okay, so then how do you balance that? Well, there's maybe data you need between them, like email. So I just uh, have a way where I have my C drive that is nothing but Windows and all the software that I use with all the settings and everything configured just right. So that's backed up. So that if two weeks down the road, you know, Microsoft does an update or something happens, I install a piece of software and it plays dirty with something else, whatever, I can roll back to a previous date and time and it's exactly as it was at that time, snapshot. So 
I'm excited with the new Casper because uh, it used to be I could do it in Windows, you know, where I could just say, okay, go back to two Sundays ago, and it would just reboot and go into what's called safe mode and wouldn't talk for 10, 15 minutes, and all of a sudden reboot, and there you were. You were back where you started from. So, But uh, that particular software became inaccessible, so I had to... You know, either put it in another drive or have some other way to boot to an external drive and then restore the image. So I'm excited that this capability is back, and I will test it here. I just bought it right before we started the coffee club. So, Would that work with a major Windows update? Yes. Yes. It, it, it Literally, they will take it back to exactly bit for bit, byte for byte, exactly where that computer was at that date and time. How long does it take to do the restore? You know, it doesn't usually take more than like 10 minutes. And so you don't need to put it on a special drive. Let's say you're... You could use an external. You could... Well, now they got those USB drives are so powerful and they're small. They're literally... I mean, you know, you get 128 gig for $17 or something. You literally have a backup of your computer on your keychain, right? And so... You know, if you need to restore it, you could either learn your computer enough where you hit maybe F10 when it first comes on and down arrow a couple times and get it to the place where it boots to that drive. You know, so it's it's not quite as foolproof or blind friendly as I would like. I would love to see a day when I could just articulate it and explain it and, and talk anyone through the process. So that's why I'm hoping, you know, that this Casper, with its update, I hope they didn't break accessibility and that it actually does what I saw it claims to do. I can take it back to a date and time. I will do incremental backups. So, like, every day or two, I can back up. Instead of making a new image, it just updates. It said, okay, you've added these files. You've removed these files. So now it's current. Um, So I will let you know the status of that, but... I, I backups are essential. If you're in business, if your computer is important to you, I realize now some, you know, folks do more things on their iPhone and maybe they don't need a PC, but if you're working, if you're keeping paying bills and uh storing data for whatever reason, you know, doing these Zoom events, whatever, you want to have a way to you have to get in the mindset of what you need to back up, right? Because you know, someday your computer's going to fail, so well, what do I need to keep? Well, I need to keep all my copies of my software, keep all the the activation keys, and just kind of have all that stuff in a place, wherever you, maybe it's a folder called software, whatever, that you have everything in one place so that you can get it back. I mean, you know, I have a business, so it's a liability. If I don't, if I lose client data, that's a liability to me. So I'm also a big fan of using Dropbox because... And you can use it for free, get up to two gig, you know. But of course, I pay for it because I need. I have a you know multiple clients, and so all their websites automatically back up once a week, sometimes more, but at least once a week or any time that I do an update. So if something goes awry, I can just roll it back. And I just that's just uh, you. You can't stress the importance enough of that because in build, you imagine a system. You get you come in and do a radio show. Microsoft Windows does an update, breaks everything. Well, right. I've only got. 15 minutes or a half hour to do my show. Imagine if within 10 minutes you can get everything back to a state and you know it was all good 
and you're ready to do your show, and then you can figure out later, you know, what happened. Is it going to do the same update and break it again, or can I just say, no, I don't want to accept this new Windows update? Uh, so, I don't know, just, just a big fan of of backup. Bill, you've had problems with the automation occasionally when Microsoft has done updates. Oh, my goodness. I've had a show start... And all the settings got screwed up and scrambled, and the sound cards, and oh my, yes, 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 raise your right hand if it wasn't so sore. Um, but yes, most certainly have had that happen, where to be able to roll that back rather quickly, and how many computer ails do you... Um, come across, you know, that you can, you know, fix, and then then you can go from there. I know, Jenny, you've had the problem. Your computer has a problem now. It heats, overheats, and shuts off, and this... Uh, yes, this and I am I'm always thankful for, like, software. The other day, it did it to me in the middle of, of something, and I was very thankful that uh, Duxbury doesn't auto save so i was able to not have to redo absolutely everything on that bill that i'd done when it came back well that's a that's a good argument for what dave was talking about you know putting some air in there to clean it out because sometimes it's just a fan gets clogged or well that know, could be but this in this case you may just need a new power supply or a new fan or something this, this was the bar none bar none it doesn't the, even have a fan it's oh yikes it is it is yeah, the it's a it brick <laughs> the, it's a brick is all basically it is and I've told the person that sold that to us said I will not buy another computer off of you until you get your act together. Anybody selling something like this, the the Wi-Fi card is real old. It doesn't even... the. It's the only computer I've ever used in my entire life that absolutely has to have the monitor on for it to even boot up correctly. It won't even boot up without a monitor. Now, there's a number of computers that do that, actually, but... I haven't seen too many. Yeah, there, there are a few out there. So, this Casper could clone my hard drive? Is that, is that what yes. it can... Yeah, it clones your hard drive, and then you back it up to an external... You could either put it in a, somewhere on the same hard drive, right? A different partition and restore it, but preferably you want to back it up on an external... In case USB you have problems, that drive. I, I got to tell you... And, you know, I work in radio with the Ball Things Radio and this stuff, that, but I really should back up, and I really don't. So I am I am guilty is what you're telling me I shouldn't do, right, Mike? You know, well, everyone, anyone using a computer, you should not assume it's going to work forever. It's going to fail at some point. And, and, and I not, think and that, that doesn't mean it's your fault because, like I said, Windows does, Microsoft, they do updates every month. Uh, or software, you get a bad piece of software that's just not written properly. So it's not your fault, but, yeah, we all need to have backups. And especially well, if, that, if that stores in that drive, and you have, and your computer completely fails, can you use that to put it back? Yes. Yeah, you can. 
What I do, Dave, is I have my hard drive. I have a little unit in the front of my machine, and so the hard drives are in a little caddy, so I could literally just turn it off, pop that caddy out. So even when I got a new computer, I had all my data. So I said, don't worry about you know Windows, because I've already got a copy of Windows. So I got everything the way I want it. Just I want new hardware, and now I'm going to just plug in this drive, and I was back exactly where I was. But you're right. You can, you can make a backup of it. So if the hard drive itself fails... You could just go get your copy of it and either use that or restore it to a new hard drive. You know, just write the zeros and ones exactly where they were, and you're back in business. How does, that affect, how does that affect running Jaws and stuff like that, Mike? Or, you know, so I, Jaws, used to Jaws really is relaxed. At that. Well, now my new computer I did have to reauthorize because it was very different hardware. I went from Intel to AMD. But they uh, they generally... Jaws, they've relaxed the copyright protections quite a bit, so it's it's much more easier. And you can pop Jaws back in, and Jaws, it's it doesn't matter because Jaws has an author. It is so easy to yeah. You, you reauthorize. Remember, uh, in the old days, you used to have to call for. Uh, I lost my key because. I put in this card and my computer quit working or whatever. JAWS is so much easier to... You don't even need to talk to anybody to fix your issue. Yeah, what it does is it looks at how often you reauthorize. So if it knows you've gone a while, it's going to say, okay, something happened and he's reauthorizing. It's not like it keeps count and says, but, you know, 12 months ago or two years ago, you used up your last key. Now, every time a new JAWS update comes out, I think they reset the keys to zero. And, uh, you know, it knows your computer, it knows your hardware. So if you back up and restore, it's still, or even if you re-enter the, the product key, it still doesn't count against you because it knows it's your computer. So. What do you recommend for uninstalling a program? I, I know that Revo is really not really supposed to be used anymore, but I want to uninstall a program. And you know what they have, the add remove programs if that Microsoft has, or even some of these programs that you, that you may buy. That doesn't get rid of everything. What's the best program that you know that can do that? I, the one I use is just called Uninstall Tool. Okay. That's uh, what it's called, and I've used it now for a few years. I like it. It'll do what's called a deep clean. So if you have a, pro- a program that really nests itself deep in your system and causes problems, you can go in there and get it removed. And that's nice because that can sometimes save you from having to reinstall Windows. You can just get that software Totally now, do you use any virus scanning programs? I, mean, I still use a program called Viper or V-I-P-R-E. Do you think that's important today? I use the built one built into Windows. I think it uh, works very well. I think you have a bigger risk today of having your files encrypted. So they, you know, they try to extort money from you to get your data back. So they call it crypto locking. I, I think you have a bigger risk of that. You don't see too many viruses now like, like you did in the past. So yeah. yeah, Windows is good at that. Now, I had a computer the other day who, uh, a friend of mine, she wanted to sign up for books here, so I tanned them in, loaded up her computer, and brought up her browser and typed in bookshare.org or, you know, and I filled out the form for her. And then it came back and it said, bad request, 400. So I tried that a couple times, switched browsers, same thing. 
Yeah, that's on their web, on the website in I think four hundreds. And ran a sea cleaner, and I really love the way the new sea cleaner works. It automatically updates and does a lot of good things now. Tells you what it cleans up. It's really a good free program. Sea cleaner keeps your program real clean, and you can buy the home li- or the home license is free. Doesn't cost you any money, but it's really improved over the years. And now you don't have to go to the website to get the new. I mean, it just updates automatically, so that's good. But so that worked. So I went to the internet. And said, finally, it was some process with this server talking to the Bookshare server, and there was something online. And it said you actually had to go in and specifically go in and clean out some cookies on the computer that I was actually typing from the lady's computer. To actually fix the problem, to fix the, because I thought it would be on the Bookshare end, but they said no, it was actually on the end of the computer where I was requesting, you know, the access, and it was called Bad Request 400. Have you ever seen that one, Mike? Um, I have seen it. It's been a while, but uh, yeah, any of those errors that begin with four, but usually they are on the on the server. But in this case, it wasn't four hundred threes and four hundred fours are. I know the ones I've ever seen is four hundred three and four hundred four, but I've never seen. I, I went below to that. went to Google and typed in the air, and that's what I came back with on three different occasions. Because that, that's good to know. Well, first of all, my next step would be to call Bookshare and let them know and just to make sure that everything and try a different computer and see if we have the same problem. Because, you know, Bookshare wants you to sign up. It's not in their interest to have their site not allow you to to utilize Bookshare. I mean. That that's what they're in. That's what they're signed up for, is to get customers, not not push them away. Yeah. So well, there's a lot of weird things going on right now on the web because there's all these bots going out there trying to get data, and so they're having to, people who run websites. They have to install what they call these caching tools that that load up a copy of the website much faster and keep these bots from all the data. So uh, as I've said, and I don't want to alarm people, but I'm, we're just seeing a lot of activity. I don't, I don't, I hope it's not a precursor to like cyber warfare or something. There's just all these bots out there trying to get information from almost every website out there. So, and that's why, for example, when I know that when I've put up all things radio in the coffee club, it, it it takes a while for it to populate out through the uh, through all the servers because of that whole thing, Mike. Yeah. So, Mike, I I call you, and I say Bill Sparks has got this program, and I want to sign up for it, but I get this bad um, Earl URL four hundred. 
And are you going to think automatically that it's on your end as allthingsradio.net or Bill Sparks? Well, I'm going to do like you. First thing, I'm going to go Google it because I've never seen 400. I've seen 01, 02, 03, 04. I've never seen 400. So I'm going to go Google it and see what the air is. But, uh, yeah, trying to talk someone through cleaning up the cache in their browser. Like you said, CCleaner is really good for that. Because a lot of times, right, when your browser's not working right, that's the best thing to do is to clean out the history. And it's got, in the settings, you can go in there and tell it to clean the history. But if you can trust something like CCleaner, and that's a a crapshoot. Because sometimes when you use programs like that, they can create problems. But that program is really good and you clean out your history what they call the cache of your browser and then things start working again because the website's sending you information and your computer thinks it already has the information that it's getting two different bits that don't match and uh but, you know, yeah it makes it makes it bad a lot of folks do that they don't you know they're going to their computer and they'll download bard books and da 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 and they never think to clean out their recycle band or whatever the temporary files on their computer just never ever ever think about that and that's that stuff why, after a while that is why i really recommend people if you're looking for a browser really suggest looking at brave I, lo- I love that browser mike yeah i i well, tried brave. edge which is a lot like brave it's a lot it's part of the chromium operating system but I think that the Microsoft Edge is really a piece of garbage. I just don't. I don't like the browser. I don't like the feel of it. I just don't like it at all. Now, well, and is it true? Like I learned from somewhere a long time ago that if you, when you delete a file off your computer, if you use the Shift key when you hit the d- delete key, that it actually completely deletes it instead of putting it in your recycle bin. That, that is correct. Yep. Yep. Yes. That is true. That will happen. And then you may be able to recover it with a software package called Recuva, but that doesn't always work either. No. Remember the day I Um, deleted all that old-time radio? I remember that, Bill. And you were not a happy camper. No. No. Yeah, so if you're used to Chrome, Brave works the same way. It's based on the same engine, but it stops all the ads and blocks all the... You know, potential malware and stuff, which means not only does your browser load faster, but you don't get interrupted by all those ads showing up in the middle of articles, and it's just safer for your computer. So, here's another thing that that is very nice about Jaws. Um, just as we're a side effect here, if you have a capture that needs an audio, and I don't, they always they always scramble the audio, they always make it so you can't understand it. A lot of times, those are images, and if you right click on that image. Um, you can copy that to the clipboard and take a picture of it, and if, and a lot of times, uh, JAWS, and I don't know if NVDA has something like that, and it, it, it may, but I don't know if it does, but the JAWS Picture Smart program will actually read that, and, and, and you might be able to get around some of the capture, uh, access, uh, the capture issues. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it, I've tried it with a website that had a capture, and it worked for me. Okay, Jeff. Jeff. Now, most of them have audio. What does it mean? And I'll tell you. Go ahead, Jennifer. Something else that I found with JAWS too is that um, even if you have an accessible PDF, if you're using it and there's like things that are written in in graph as part of a graphic, and you need to be able to read the whole thing individually or something like that, if you use convenient OCR. 
it will make it so that you have complete access to the individual columns. But the best PDF reader, bar none, for difficult PDFs or any PDFs is voice stream reader on your iPhone. So right, but if you've got a PDF that you have to read and you just can't get have success in Windows. Yeah, get that grab voice stream reader. I, I, I will say that Jaws is a lot better. Like if you have a PDF and and the screen is blank, it'll say there is a blank screen here. It appears that your pro, that your document is a scanned image, and it will actually ask you, do you want to run the OCR? And if you do, it a lot of times it can read the uh, the document you're talking about. They've does, come a long way with this. Does a good job, Jeff. All right, what's it mean to right click? Uh, that you're right clicking the mouse. So uh, what is it? The I always forget the key I use. I use the my the the key next to the control on the left hand on the right hand side of the the applications key. Is that I what it is? The applications key. If you can't, because a lot of keyboards nowadays don't have an applications key. Then you got to use what the shift the shift shift ten, F10, that- right? So that's why I wanted to be clear that yeah, if you have an applications key, now I insist all of my computers I buy that's a that's a showstopper. So I insist, if at all possible, on a computer with a applications key. I I will not get a laptop that doesn't have one if I can help it. Now I'm not saying it had had happened, but if I can help it. But and if not, then I use an external keyboard. And if not, you can do the Shift F10, but I don't like to. Yeah, if, sometimes if, Shift F10 doesn't include things that you get in the context key. Usually I'm it does, looking but, at the, the number pad on my keyboard, and you can do a right-click on, on, on the number pad. It's the top row, and it's the second one in from the right. Is the, That's the right-click. I use that a lot as well, Dave. You are correct. I use you that a lot. You can use that if you have a if you have a if you laptop have a with pad. a number pad. Mike, I know that NVIDIA has a, a it's very powerful. I'm, I not, I have never used it, but have you played with object navigation with that screen reader? I do all the time. Yeah, I use it. Yes. Yeah. What is that? I, we'll let NVIDIA. you move. I'll let Tim explain it there. Oh. Well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So you can use your insert and whatever, one and seven. You can change the modes, and then you can move. Like It's kind of similar to JAWS, I guess, in a way, but you, know, you insert four, insert six, and kind of move. You're kind of emulating the mouse, which doesn't work all the time, but uh, you know, that's a way to get to parts of the screen that you might not be able to tab to or arrow to to click on something. But you can follow up, Tim, with how you use it and where you use it. Yeah, that, that's a lot of what I use it for, and it works real well with, well, Studio Recorder for, like, when you're checking the times and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, sometimes when you're installing a new piece of software and you have to click on something and you can't really tab to it, and you can use that object navigation and get the cursor where it needs to be. Yeah, and then you hit Insert, Enter. Well, you have some of these places where JAWS will say continue, cancel, whatever, and you don't get the choice. You can't 
you know, you can't choose it. Yeah. They lump it all together as it, as though it's one thing. That's where the sledgehammer comes in, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> that does happen with Jaws sometimes, and you can't read that box. And maybe NVDA would work better. The one thing I don't like about NVDA is, let's say, right out of the box, and I got a new customer's computer, and I'm setting it up for them, and everything works fine, but, man, I want to hit the caps lock F11 key um, and go to the system tray. NVDA, no can do. I've got to go to their website and go install some type of plug-in to make that work. What I would do... It's a tray add-on. Yeah. What I would do, Bill, is make a portable copy from a copy that you have on a computer that you have that on and and transfer it to that computer, put it on a thumb drive and and put it on that way. Yeah, I always do that with NVDA. I make a portable copy. Yeah, I suppose I could do that. That's great if you're going to work on someone else's computer. That's a must-have to but have your the, formal copy. The, the add-ons are great. It's just they didn't think to put that one in there right out of the box. You know, i got a question for you, Mike. And I, there's a ham radio operator that, that we talked to. He just came into the group that we're all involved with. And he's, I don't use Windows. I will not use JAWS. I hate Windows. I only use Mac. <laughs> His Mac is about five years old, so it's, it's, it's also getting well out of date, and he certainly can't update it to the latest version. And no matter what you say to him, I will never use JAWS. I won't use any of this stuff on my machine. And you get people like this, oh, by the way, what version of Windows are you using? Well, I'm still using Windows XP. I said, I mean, that's, a, that's an accident waiting to happen with any kind of security damage to his computer. Well, and what yeah. do you say to someone like that? There's nothing you could say. You don't. You don't. I mean, it's, it's like the people with it's like the wearing shot. a mask. You have the prerogative to use right. what you want to use, right? I mean, right. if it works for you, then it's great. But if you're going to go out and work, if you're going to go out and take a job, then you're going to have to use what that employer uses. So that's a different animal. But you know, and the but, Mac's but, okay. It just has its. It has some limitations. I think voiceover's been kind of ignored, and it has this bug where it keeps saying busy 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 when you're in the browser and you have to wait and i hate that i hate that i hate that especially on safari it's it has colored my picture of safari i don't like safari on the iphone i really didn't like it on the mac because it got busy 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 I would like to get a Mac only because I'd like, you know, I'm always afraid that if I don't learn new things, my brain is going to atrophy. And I I don't want that to happen. So uh, that's the only reason I want to get a Mac because I want to learn the technology. We're not going to comment on that, Jeff. Go go, go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. You were going to say it anyway, so go ahead. It's too late. It's already atrophied, right? Also, if you want, you know, anyone, you want to keep your mental clarity, exercise, take physical and mental goals. Said, and now that, now that's just. Now that's true. We do. I'll talk about exercise. We don't want to. We want to tax Joe's hand being raised. So All long, right, Joe. Okay. Joe, uh, go ahead. Unmute yourself, Joe. Actually, he did it for me, guys. He did it for me because I don't want to do the the feedback. Um. 
You were talking about XP. I have an old laptop and I can't use it except for except accessing my uh, my documents. Fortunately, I'm in the market to go get a new laptop because of this. I can't get on the internet. I can't do squat. So XP is really outdated, old school, and useless. Well, it was outdated years ago, Valen. But it, yeah, the, I know. The fact, that, the fact that you were able to use it as long as you did uh, says something about it, I guess. You know, I'm actually surprised at that because the it was a hand-me-down computer from uh, one of my stepsisters had it, and then, and then uh, when my dad was still when he was still here on this earth, it we he restored it enough to where I could use it and put the programs on it for me and i used it until it pretty much is pretty much dead except for the fact that i can look at the documents that i have on it but as far as going the internet no way (laughs) no it's it's not a safe computer to use i can't i can't do it i really can't do anything with it so boy when it was good when it was all the rage it was really good yeah Yeah, it was very solid that's when they were making good operating systems. When it was going good, it was very good. But now, before now that, I, they are using Millennium, and that was a terrible, terrible... Let's not, let's not had, forget about Vista. That was horrible, too. It was awful. Yeah, oh my goodness. But I had to chime in on that only because we were talking about XP, and I'm like going... Yeah, it was a it was a great system. It's just not supported from a security standpoint. If you wanted to do well, things that didn't need the Internet, you could sit there and do audio or play games or whatever but yeah i can't even get on there to to for email purposes or point okay time oh, to just, go get just, a new one <laughs> we'll throw out another tip here because i see your ellen you got your name in here a couple times this is a tip i see this a lot for people using zoom yeah that when you want to update your name you always have to hit backspace and clear it because it's you know like a lot of programs you can hit backspace once and it'll delete everything or just type it something says, and it'll delete ellen it. nolan ellen it. ellen yeah. yeah, I know. I, I, just, I just haven't had a chance to go fix it. Don't you know what that means? It's like my mother when I was bad. She'd say, Jeffrey? 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 <laughs> said that to you a lot. A lot. Just like my mother said Chris Anna a lot. Is that because you were a bad boy? I I was I was not. <laughs> I, how do I say that? I'm going to get myself in more trouble here again. Uh, I was not the perfect child. I will tell you that I I did a lot of, like like Jackie, my friend Jackie and I, we went to uh, went to his apartment and we played with the toilet, <laughs> with the chemistry set, and we, and we corroded the bathroom tiles. I mean, that, that was... <laughs> oh, no. That's in trouble. Well, I like the one about you yeah, jumping up and down in the kitchen you. and blowing up yeah, grandma's we, we pressure did, we, cooker. Yeah, we did that to my grandmother. We jumped down to the kitchen floor and we popped the pressure cooker. And the other one was... Uh, what else? What else? <laughs> you know? Oh, we mixed we mixed sugar and water, and we put it in the and we, and we put it on the in on the stove to boil. And and my mother's we were ruined one of my mother's frying pans, and she couldn't she couldn't get it clean. I mean, oh, you bad boy, Chris. Are you are you are you surprised at hearing this? That that's when you boil water in it for a while and see if that'll help. Sometimes it I've done that accidentally. I've caramelized stuff on pans. <laughs> You know, speaking of all of this, we might want to segue to Chris's 
recipe. Do you have some recipes, Chris? You've been talking about boiling things. I do. Since it's baseball season, I thought I might do a caramel corn, which is the same thing as Cracker Jacks, basically. One cup or two sticks of butter or margarine. Two cups of packed brown sugar. One half cup light corn syrup. One teaspoon salt, or if you use salted popcorn, you really don't need the salt. It calls for five quarts of popped popcorn, and that is about mm, two and a half bags of regular microwave popcorn, which is how I found out you don't need the salt in there. And two cups of peanuts or whatever kind of nuts you want and a half a teaspoon of baking soda, one teaspoon of vanilla. You place the popcorn and peanuts in a very large bowl and set aside. Preheat your oven to 250 degrees. Melt butter in saucepan on the stove or melt it in the microwave. But if you do it in the microwave, try not to get it too hot, just till it's melted. And you boil that. You add your add your corn syrup and everything except the baking soda and vanilla. And you boil that for five minutes without stirring or until it reaches 248 degrees. Remove from heat. Stir in your baking soda and your vanilla. Pour evenly over the popcorn and peanuts and... Try to gently stir. What I will often do is I'll let it cool before I pour it over. I'll let it cool to the point where I can just handle it. And I just do it with my hands because my hands can be gentler than a spoon is. You place it in a large pan, which have been lightly buttered. Now, what I do is I buy a big rectangular roasting pan, a disposable one, the biggest I can find. That way you have lots of room. You're going to bake it for an hour and stir it every 15 minutes. And now that does get pretty hot, so about the third time you, or the second time you stir, rather, you you almost can't use your hands, but just try to be as gentle as you can with it. Let it cool and store it in an airtight container. And that is something that I make every year, at least once in the spring or summer, and we love it. You know, I had a friend that, that would say something good. about you. She would say something like, Chris, boy, she would make a beautiful wife. And I'd say, yeah, but she's already married. <laughs> no. You have so I many like skills. That stuff. It's good. That would be wonderful. I could... I could you could find it like that in the store even they don't do you want to talk about think the, oh sorry I'm sorry Jenny because I don't think Cracker Jacks taste like they used to yeah that was that was but basically it's the same as Cracker Jacks I guess Cracker Jacks has probably been branded so they just called it caramel corn yeah but you don't want to be around Chris when she made peanut brittle Why did it go wrong? No, the peanut brittle would have been okay, but she told me to hold the bowl. I said, can you hold the bowl while I scrape it out? Because you've got to be really fast with peanut brittle. So I had the bowl all right, and my fingers got in that hot peanut brittle. Oh, no. Just wrapped. Oh, it was bad. 
Oh yeah, they they my hand went, my fingers went numb and everything because it, it really burned them up pretty good. Oh yeah, that stuff would be so hot. All that for a, sugar. For about two hours, he about the only way he could stand it was to let his leave his hand in cold running water. Oh man. What do you recommend for a popcorn popper? I, I understand QVC sells them. Oh, there's all kinds out there. There's uh, that. What's that one we call, we have that Bill has one with the power switch on it? <laughs> Ours does. Stir oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah stir crazy. That's a pretty stir good crazy. One. Yeah, yeah. They, they do. They work really well. <laughs> is that the one that where you have to turn the crank, or is that something different? No, that's something different. Um, this this has a like an X shaped thing in the bottom of your corn popper that stirs it for you while it's popping. So you get or, less unpopped kernels that way. Yeah, we used to just pop it on top of the stove when I was a kid, and that works pretty well. That makes yeah, that's good popcorn. Yeah, that's what my mom used to do, pop yeah. it on the stove. And, I, of course, I have the microwave popcorn, and, uh, you know, that some of, that's, some of that's pretty good, but I like to doctor it up with, by putting butter, more well, butter in it. We if you're somebody water. that likes plain popcorn without any butter and stuff on it, I used to have an air popper, and it does a good job, but it doesn't get... It had a little thing where you could melt the the butter, but it really doesn't get hot enough because it doesn't take it long enough to pop the popcorn for it to get hot enough to actually melt the butter. My, um, uh, well, QVC sells Farmer John's, and that's virtually husk-free, and it's really good. Microwave. I love popcorn from the movie theater, and I can't go to a movie theater without buying popcorn after you smell that stuff popping it and they and of course you they they purposely vent it out into the lobby so you will be wanting to buy it bill you have your hand raised unmute yourself my friend go ahead bill are you unmuted nope you there okay now i am okay you got it yeah go hello ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay okay yeah, my I just made some of that popcorn this weekend and my sister and we made uh, that same caramel corn with the butter and all that stuff. Did it in the oven with the popcorn. But I have a microwave popcorn popper that's like a big bowl, and you put a I got to look at it. I think it's a quarter quarter cup of unpopped corn in the bottom, and it's like air popped. It just pops right in that bowl, and you can just put it in something else or just eat it out of that bowl. Either one. But it's it's like air pop. There's no butter and nothing in it, or no oil in it at that time. Yeah, but you have add butter to it. But this, I don't know where I got this thing. I think my daughter found it somewhere, or one of my you know, sometime. I've had it probably twenty years. <laughs> I, mean, ever since, I, don't, I have no idea where I got it, but but that works nice. You just put a quarter cup of popcorn in the bottom of it, on popcorn, and put the lid on, throw it in the microwave, and I think you let it go two minutes or something like that, or a minute and a half. I always have to look at it for sure, but is it um, is yours made of ceramic or no? It's a, it's like a heavy, real heavy plastic. Uh, okay, I call it plastic. I... I don't know what it is. It's some kind of some kind of material that goes in the microwave. I mean, it's microwave safe. But it's it's more like a heavy plastic because the lid is plastic. The lid just I, sets over. I know what you're talking about because QVC made ones that were ceramic that would uh, that you put in the microwave, uh, Tim. Right. I remember, yeah, I remember when what, they sold those. Right. I remember have. when they sold those. Right. Yeah, and I remember you, when, some, but, when you bought them, you got three of them. Oh, okay. Well, this is just one, just one big bowl. I don't know, yeah. and it's square on the bottom, so you don't have to worry about it tipping. It's a round bowl, but they 
bottom's got a square patch on the bottom. Let's just sit. Dave, have you ever... Thanks, Bill. Dave, have you ever seen those commercial popcorn ones? We had one where I worked for the state of New York, and it was it was it was one that you might see in a movie theater, and, and it made, they would make popcorn all afternoon. Oh yeah, it would drive us it would drive us nuts in the office because it, the smell would just you're trying to work on something and, and you just want to eat popcorn every day. Yeah, my son worked for a pizza shop when it he was young, good, and they they had one of those things. They sold a lot of popcorn. That's kind of a weird comp. comp. It's Weird for a pizza shop. To and they, they make big amounts, too, don't they? Yeah. We used to have one of those at the canteen at the blind school, and we used to have to fill it up and put the oil in there. And Some of the hotels, we've been in meetings where some of the hotels have popped popcorn in the lobby, and you're just free to come by and get a the bars. Some bars will have it, too. I love the hotels when you go to, you know, in the evenings, they make these chocolate chip cookies that, that, that you can pick up and bring them oh, back to you. Yes. Oh, yes. Or oatmeal. I, they make all kinds, but they're good, too. I'm getting, I'm gaining weight just talking to you guys here. So. I'm getting hungry. That's another thing COVID's probably, probably ruined, because I think the hotels aren't even cooking, like, even the scrambled eggs and stuff, and some of them now that, like they used to do for the breakfast that you get. I don't know about that, but I, I, I used to love the continental breakfast at some of these hotels, but uh, I haven't been to a hotel in quite a while now. I'm still, uh, we're waiting. We sh- I think we might get them today, round hot dogs. Now, well, they should be good if they're like those brat patties. I'm going to look for like- some of those. Yeah, so I see the brat patties. You know, we've, we've had those. and well, These are, they're... They're patties. They're hot dog yeah, patties, so you can put them in a hamburger bun or whatever you want to do with them. They don't have a round hot dog roll, so... <laughs> They'll be good out actually, on your grill. Actually, they did sell some brioche buns with them, but I didn't buy those because... I bet they'll be good out on your grill. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. They'll be easy to from? turn over. Speaking of round, what would have happened to ring bologna? I don't see that anymore. Um, we still have it up here. I saw it just the other day at Walmart. Oh, is wow. ring bologna like the one the bar bologna that you buy in the supermarket, or is it different? <coughs> I don't know the brand you're talking about, but it's like a big U shape, but it's just the, the meat's different. Yeah. And, but it's, I, you don't see that very often. In fact, you don't see good fresh bologna anymore. I think you can get it here at Publix. But f- we have one four one fourth. I don't want to give the phone number out, but uh, I, we just got came into Nancy. meeting. I, I don't Nancy, know. Nancy, or I don't want to give the phone number. But, but if you'd like to speak, can you unmute yourself, please? Hi, um, I've got a popcorn story. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. We hear you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I worked uh, at a vending stand, and um, I used one of those popcorn machines. And we used, um, for for one load of popcorn, um, it was a, um, you put this thing in, it was like a stick of butter, and then you put the, the popcorn in, and it was already pre-salted, and it was a package. And then you'd pop it, and it made a huge amount of popcorn. Well, my game was customers would come in, and they'd want a bag of popcorn. So I'd say, okay, 
you want a full bag or a medium full bag or small bag? If they asked for a full bag, I filled the bag over the top as high as I could get it without spilling any corn. (coughs) Yeah. And made bets with the customers. See how far you can go with this bag of popcorn without dropping any. (laughs) And they loved it. There were a lot of people that would come down to buy the popcorn just for that challenge. And I also used it. There was a special scoop. I didn't use my hands to fill the bags at all. I used a special scoop. And um, and it was already buttered and already salted. You didn't have to put anything on it. And it was wonderful. It was so great. Hey, Jenny, about that air-popped corn, you, they didn't have them out then, of course. But you could now, if you had an air-popper, you could buy a butter sprayer. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. true. I was going to yeah. say, uh, but Nancy's on the right point on that popcorn. The microwave popper I have has a, a place to put the butter on the top, and that actually works pretty well. I never liked that air popcorn stuff where you buy that thing and, it's, it, and it blows hot air to pop the corn. I just never liked it that much. Gary, can you lower your, can't lower your hand? Can you unmute yourself? We have a call to our, uh, our recording okay. call. <laughs> Do you want to do that before Gary, or do you want to? Sure, I can. Go ahead. It's real. It's short. Good morning, Bill, and everybody on the Coffee Club. This is Debbie in Lafayette, Indiana, and I go to the gym at the YMCA here in Lafayette, and they still have signs up that you need to wear a mask. So there are several places here that are uh, individually mandating that people mask up. And I'm tired of wearing it, but, hey, I'd rather, you know, keep people safe. And uh, because I've had my two shots, I'm going to go visit a dear friend of mine pretty soon that I haven't got to see in quite a while. So there it is. You guys have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Debbie. And, yeah, there are individual places that do require you to mask up. You'd think people would do it, but they're not going to do what they think they don't have to so there we go and we got a raised hand do you think yeah we do and uh, oh, 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 gary oh, lowered uh, his hand yeah, but gary mr real it. quick has his up. yeah yeah real quick go ahead bill yeah real quick number one <laughs> if you guys if you, if you guys knew how they made those hot dogs and that that, that uh, ring bologna you wouldn't be eating it but I eat it myself. And also, uh, Debbie is right. I was down in Indiana this past weekend, and it's, it's mandatory according to the county and the business. I know Lake County is mandatory all the time for everywhere you go. Now, in Rise and Wells County, you could go on the outside without a mask, but you couldn't enter any business without a mask on. And if you try to enter it, they actually stopped you and one person refused to wear the mask when this one restaurant went to one evening he and his wife and my cousin my married the sheriff came out and arrested him they called the sheriff and he put him under arrest they're 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 very serious about it bill let me tell oh, you yeah i know he is he is i mean he's really serious scott's really serious about him I and you don't it's it's a it's a law there in wells county if you don't obey the order by wearing a mask when the business asks you to wear it you under arrest and i think it's a 200 fine they got him Wow. Thanks, Bill. 
By the way, I want the, what, what I want in my home, Chris, is the is what is the professional machine that they use in businesses to make the soft ice cream. You could um, buy a lot of masks for two hundred dollars. Thank you. <laughs> you could, you could, you could. Do we have anybody else before we? Nope. Nope. Put, we're, put we're, the wrap we're, up and we're say all caught up. All right. Well, I want to say everybody, thank you for the lively discussion panel. You were just great. Audience, great. Thank you. Go forth and have a good week. But most importantly, be safe.